Hello, everybody. Welcome to Roll 'em If You Got 'em. We are doing a tactics talk, uh, me, Dakota, and Mr. Brett Lanfer, on Sir Roderick Cassell, commander for Starks. Uh, welcome, fellas. How are you? Good, good. How are you doing? Good, man. It's good. <laughs> All right. So, uh, we each basically made a 40 point list to highlight some different aspects of Roderick Cassell here. So before we get into each person's list, I figured we'd at least just throw out like what unit everyone put their commander in. I know I went pretty basic with them. I took the low hanging fruit and put them in Stark Bowman. I also took the low hanging fruit. He is in Bowman in my list. Yeah. I guess I'm different. I stuck mine in Bastards Girls. Uh, it works pretty well for Grey Worm with Boldness and Courage. Um, so, yeah, I I went Bastards Girls. Yeah, you get that little double vulnerable token. Yeah, that that is a nice combo. I know I went, for me, I went Bowman just because I needed ranged in my list. Like, yeah, and, so and all, that's th- all three of us went ranged. Um, who would like to start with uh, just kind of going through their list, saying what they brought, and then we can kind of go through it piece by piece and why you brought what. Uh, um, Deco- you want to start us off, Dakota? Yeah, I'll start it off. So my list, um, w- when we explain it, my list will make more sense. So my list is Roderick and Bowman, uh, uh, Mormont She-Bears. I have Bloody Mummer Skirmishers with Vargo Hope. I have a unit of House Bolt and Cutthroats and a unit of Stark Outriders. And then as NCUs, I brought Catelyn and Baelish. Okay. So why did you bring what you brought? All right. So why I bring what I brought. So I basically went to this list. I was thinking in like a two list format for a tournament. I'd bring this as a second list if I ran into like a Dark Wings, Dark Words or a Winds of Winter. A. I have two NCUs while they'll work nice on the tactics board. If I don't have them on the board, I don't need to put them out there. So I didn't invest heavy in NCUs for those missions of taking zones. I mean, you've probably had a three NCU list where it's like, oh, if you put an NCU on the tactics board first, you lose points. Well, I was like, screw it. I'll throw my points into field units. Then if my opponent wants to make that mistake, I'll let them make that mistake. Yeah, anytime um, I run into those game modes, I'm always like, oh, I'm glad I don't play 3 NCU anymore. Yeah, absolutely. And then really the the suite of units here, I'm trying to just maximize token putting out. Um, I mean, Roderick and Bows, it's just a long-range threat. Uh, the She-Bears, they're going to spit out with Warcry. Uh, I put Vargo in Skirmishers, A, to get that weakened token if I go first, and also as an Assassinate. Um, so if I want to draw up that kill the commander or kill something, I can. Um, right. I went with cutthroats because they're going to spit out a vulnerable if you haven't activated, and I can swing first with them mm-hmm. and get rerolls, and they're pretty nice. And then outriders, uh, you could go like a couple ways with them. I mean, you could go hedge knights if you wanted to. I went with outriders. They're just a little bit more speed, and if I get the backfield mission that comes up and I'm in your flank somehow, I can retreat and maybe get to your you attack me i can get like a free retreat get to your deployment zone something like that basically a highly mobile unit i don't think outriders are that amazing but they have some tokens they got some speed they can stay out of combat if they need to right so i I think one thing we should highlight here is why tokens are so important for roderick um 
for anyone who's not familiar with his cards, all three of his tactics cards use condition tokens in some form or another. So, real quick, his combat prowess. Um, when an enemy is targeted by ability or tactics card, you may expend one condition token from the enemy. If you do, cancel the effect of that ability or tactics card. It's like a counterplot, but better because you don't have to roll. All, all you need is for there to be a token there. Mm-hmm. And then that card also has a second part. Um, it's one of the two card cards, basically. Uh, target, start of a friendly turn, target one friendly combat unit, remove a condition token from that unit. So you can take a condition token off or you can can expend one from an enemy to counterplot abilities also. So like something like a resilience, is that the one I'm trying to think of? Yep. Yeah, when you got that Baratheon player clinging to, oh, I'm only going to take two wounds for every one. It's like, uh, nope, no you're not. (laughs) Um, Martial superiority, when an enemy has performed a melee attack before rolling attack dice, you may expend one vulnerable token from the attacker. If you do, the attacker suffers minus one to hit and the attacker suffers one hit for each miss. So this is devastating for something like um, Dothraki uh, Screamers or... um, maybe um berserkers or something where they're going to roll a lot of dice and if you can get them to miss a lot they're going to take a lot of hits they have bad armor saves they may take much more damage than they dealt and then his third card uh when a friendly unit is performing an attack before rolling attack dice if the defender is panicked highest attack die value if they're vulnerable gain plus one to hit if they're weakened lose all abilities cannot be the target of friendly tactics cards until the end of the turn so I mean, there's like five different reasons right there on why you should be trying to spit tokens all over that battlefield. Yep, and and a follow-up to, I did forget to mention this, the Mummers were to double down on that martial superiority, so if you can somehow get them into the Mummers, that's minus two to hit, plus two hits for each miss. Like, it could be devastating, not banking yes. on it, but it's just like some type of potential. Um, So that was like that was my list. Um, if I had to grade my list on like a S tier, A tier, B tier, I'd probably give mine like a B or like a C tier. I think it's very like niche of what I want to do and what I'm going to use it for. I would not run this into everything. Like there's some serious weaknesses in my list. I will admit that. Yeah. I mean that combo though, like perfect world potential, you could be charged by a unit of free folk raiders and you could a full unit and you could kill that unit by them charging you like you they could take 12 hits back at a uh on a six if they're taking uh two for each miss right yep yeah it's even better if they have steer Mm because then they're rolling more dice but yeah something crazy like that like it'd be if your opponent wasn't paying attention to what you had on table they'd be like what the hell just happened to me yeah yeah but Punishing nobody wants to see whole units of raiders just die for no reason, right, Brett? Uh, I mean, I do, but that's just me. <laughs> All right. Anything else you'd like to mention about your list, Dakota? No, I mean, I think uh, just last notes. I, I think I have a lot of underperformers on my list, but I think maybe working together, they could be really good where they're throwing a bunch of stuff out that people aren't anticipating. Who are you into using in Baelish and Catelyn? Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, Baelish, obviously Baelish just for uh, him doing his stuff, and then Catelyn for if something's on last ranks to get four ranks. Yeah. Yep. Yep. 
All right. Mr. Lanfer, you want to break down your list for us? Let's do it. I have my Roderick and Bastards Girls, as we mentioned. Um, I've got a unit of Mormon She-Bears with Rick and Stark. Um, This one, I mean, the the She-Bears is obvious. You want Warcry. It's the easiest way in 2021 to put out condition tokens. Probably one of the best abilities in the game. It's right there with Hardened and a couple others that I I rate really, really high, but this is one of the best. Um, I've got a unit of Stark Bowman. I've got Shaggy Dog. I've got uh, the basic white girl, House Bolton Flademan. And then my NCUs are Eddard Stark and Catelyn. So the thought process is with the Bastards Girls and Roderick, the Bastards Girls kind of provide their own vulnerable token. So yes, there's potential to... Use mark target, make them vulnerable, shoot them, expend the vulnerable, they get vulnerable again. But I like the flexibility of being able to use mark target and slingshot for the flayed men or for the bows. And then I shoot into a unit and they get vulnerable. Anyway, I've essentially placed two vulnerable tokens in one turn. Yes. Um, mm-hmm. In conjunction with the she bears, the flayed men are just disgusting because they'll, they'll be able to hit hard vulnerable make sure that they push a wound through panic make sure that that damage is pushing through then you've got whatever other effects that work with um roderick's cards that that make it you know exponentially better but Mm -hmm. additionally you've got shaggy dog in the list who also has vicious so you've got some pretty nice ways of attacking morale here um i'm kind of relying on my stark bowman to get me weakened tokens i do agree that weakened tokens make um his card, the absolute best. Shutting off enemy abilities is so hard to do when you're attacking them. So I'm banking on getting my flayed men engaged, getting a panic token out with the she-bears, and then firing into that combat and taking advantage of um, intimidating presence and the panic token to make sure they fail their panic token and get weakened placed on them. So that also works well with Eddard Stark. In a pinch, if you... You know, you want to heal a unit, but you don't really have a way. The money bags are taken. You can force a panic test by shooting into a combat and then using Eddard's tokens to heal. So you're able to do some damage on a turn and heal on a turn. It's really, really good. Um, if I was maining Starks, I would absolutely always have a unit of Bowman. And I would always be running Eddard NCU just so that I can control when I take panic tests and I can force a heal on a unit on my terms. So so it's energy. I kind of like there. One of the beautiful things about Prusty advantage, you don't have to expend those tokens. They just have to be there. Right. Like it's, Oh, great. It's so, it's so wonderful. Um, and then, yeah, using the intimidating presence from the flayed men, with the bowmen to get them to fail the panic, to get that extra weakened. Like, it's just a nice, well, you know, t- pun intended, vicious circle of uh, getting those extra tokens out there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think it, I think it has some potential. You've got two different ranged units. You've got some opportunities. The flayed men become immediately more survivable because of Eddard being able to heal them. I know that he's healing two when they're at full ranks and three at last, but regardless, that amount of healing is always going to be nice. And then Catelyn, she's more or less there. I don't care too much about rolling the attack dice. It's nice. 
it's a good combination with the she bears in particular, maybe even with the Flademen, you know, giving them their seven dice when they're at their last rank. But I really like it for the ability to remove tokens. Um, Weakened tokens are devastating in this version of the game because nearly every attack profile has lost dice and a lot of things have moved to four plus to hit. So Weakened can really take the wind out of your sails when you're trying to get that alpha strike and really weaken a unit down or when you need that ranged volley to soften them up enough that you feel comfortable sending your flayed men or something in to finish them off. So I'm liking Catelyn for Starks, and I'm liking Khaleesi for Targaryens for the, the token play. Yeah, I, I agree. I think Catelyn's probably the most general use Stark NCU, where she can find her way in almost any list for that reason. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then the max dice is always icing on the cake because Starks have some units that roll more dice as they get better, so she has a home early in the game, and then they, obviously, later in the game, when you have units start to get whittled down, she has a home there, too. So, um, Okay, well, for my Roderick list, obviously, I went with lots of tokenage potential also. Uh, as I stated earlier, I put Roderick in the Bowman. I took a unit of Stormcrow Archers with the Cranogman Warden for that Overwatch... Um, hopefully have the tactic zone and it's just an extra vulnerable token that round. Uh, at least a vulnerable token. I mean, Sundering, rerolls, all that good stuff. Uh, took the Cranogman trackers with the Cranogman survivalist because the Cranogman survivalist has the elusive escape. So enemies may enemies this unit disengages from may not pivot and become weakened. And then the Cranogman trackers have swift retreat. So charge in, attack something, they bop out, they get to throw a weakened token down, and then hopefully they're like at a semi-safe distance with having a six movement, or they if they can go to a flank and stay out of line of sight or something along those lines. I really tried to get that to be dervishers instead of the Cranogman trackers in this list, but it just wasn't happening. Um, next unit, I grabbed a unit of Stormcrow Mercs and threw a Sworn Sword Captain in them just to give them a little bit of an offensive punch with uh, rerolls and a vulnerable token on their attacks. And since they can attack with the Wealth Zone, it's a extra chance to try to get that out. Um, my last combat unit, I grabbed House Umber Berserkers with the two-point Brendan Tully in them because play a decent bit of free folk and i know how nice it is to have that steer commander on last rank in the then and have minus three to my panic damage and this is that same kind of combo with the berserkers having unyielding and brendan tully having iron resolve i get plus one to panic test rolls and suffer minus one rolls and then minus one more for each uh destroyed rank so it lets you flirt with last ranks the way that berserkers want to flirt with last ranks without just being a bad panic test away from dying um and then they also restore a wound when they pass the morale test so that's nice there uh ncus i also went with baelish and then i grabbed sansa because if i have managed to just dish out these condition tokens all over the table it gives me extra opportunities to play the cool Roderick cards that go with them. If I can go grab them cards back and hit you with press the advantage three or four times in a game, it just sounds that much better. 
So, yeah, I got the Stormcrow Archers for auto-vulnerable tokens when I have the uh, Tactic Zone. Um, I don't have any auto-panic tokens, but meh. And then um, I got the Cranogmen Survivalist and the Stark Bowman for getting some attempts at some weakened tokens. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm surprised you went with... Uh... I, I also, I shouldn't say I'm surprised, I also tried to get Sansa on my list for that exact same reason. Mm-hmm. But I just I just couldn't, my heart couldn't make me do it. She's just not good. I was <laughs> closer to, instead of running Baelish, putting um, Roose Bolton in here. So I had a guarantee for Panics, a guarantee for Vulnerables, and a guarantee for Weakens. Um, because even like Cranogman Trackers attacking a unit with press the advantage it, it makes them i mean they get no defensive abilities i get plus one to hit so now i'm hitting on threes and you get a highest tactile value so even if i've been kind of messing around with them and this and that i'm at least going to roll all six of my dice so basically i'm saying you can take a uh unit that's more of a utility unit and actually get a good offensive punch out of them if you need it mm-hmm. that game gotcha um got to ask brett brett what would you rate your if you had to put it on a tier list what would you say that your list where do you think it falls uh, it's probably be at best um it's not great i think i added some nice synergies in there but um there's not a whole lot of defense minus the um, minus the flayed men. Um, mm-hmm. It's got some speed, but I could see it falling apart pretty quickly and pretty easily to some meta stuff. Um, Bastards girls, they're an interesting one. I like them, but I don't love them. Um, they can be really, really good, but they can also just fall apart quickly. Putting my commander in Bastards Girls probably not the greatest idea. Uh, it basically means that you're playing the game to to kill. I mean, yeah. you're not sitting on objectives and honed and ready. You're not really holding a point with that commander there. Um, and obviously, when you've put him in a seven-point unit, he's not sitting in the backfield on an objective like you see with Othel and Conscripts or Tyrion and Poor Fellows or something like this. So... Mm-hmm. Uh, I've gone all in to killing stuff, but that's sort of how I play the game. I like to yeah. kill things. Yeah, yours yours is probably out of R three, probably the most offensive. I would say. Yeah, I'd, I'd say it's probably the most reliable. I mean, yeah, the heavy flayed men yeah. always <laughs> gives, hopefully, gives you that sense of reliability. I mean, hopefully, they don't fail three panic tests and just get murked right off the table. But yeah, well, I would definitely say his is the most reliable. Carl, what would you rate yours at then? You know, I was going to give mine like a B minus until Brett gave his a B. And I'm thinking I'm probably hanging out more <laughs> in like that C to C plus sort of range. Um, Mine would definitely like if I were to play it, I would be playing the game of like, how many tokens can I put on my opponent? Like that, mm-hmm. that would be the game for me. It's like, eh, if I lose, whatever. I just want to see if I can't put like two or three tokens on like two or three different units all at the same time. 
and then just try to uh, Roderick card dump on those units and being like, well, that was fun. Like, mm-hmm. whatever happens, happens. Um, I would like to see my Berserker Brendan Tully kind of run around because, I mean, that's the same points as a unit of Flayed Med right there. Yeah. Um, I would like to see them run around at like two, three wounds left on them and then just like not die for a change. I mean, obviously they get sneezed on with like any actual attack they'll die, but at least you can, you can flirt with those, uh, those lower mm-hmm. ranks. Yeah, and then double range units is always interesting too. I mean, it gives you a pretty large control over the battlefield. If you kind of got one 12 inches in on one side, the other one 12 inches in the other gives you a big, nice, uh, like, Hey, like I'm going to do some shooting. Mm-hmm. So, Yeah. Yeah, and like I said too on mine, I would put mine like B to maybe C, like somewhere in there. I don't mm-hmm. know. I mean, I, I put a lot of more wounds on the table, but like I, I don't have any defense either. My average morale is probably like a six and a half. Um <laughs> and my defense is definitely in like that probably like four and a half to five or like four and a half range. Uh I have no no morale and no defense. Yeah, my, my morale is seven, 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 five. Yeah. Like so. yeah. Yeah, mine can we, definitely we be uh, scared. Mine could bop around and throw some stuff out, but it might not last a long game. <laughs> yes. Um, any final thoughts by anybody here? I uh, hear uh, no objections. Um, I just wanted to say, like, thank you guys for swinging by. This is something that we want to make more of a regular thing where the three of us get together and just do a uh, like a commander tactics talk sort of thing. I guess if if I had a final thought, if I if I can, I think I think one of the struggles I have with building Stark lists is uh, the cost to get them to um, eight activations mm-hmm. is pretty steep. Um, I mean, you can. If you mess around with certain stuff, you can because you can get Rickon and Shaggy, which is essentially an activation for four points. Mm-hmm. Um, other than that, like it's just hard, you know, because you, yeah. unless you're leaning into things like Hedge Knights or, um, you know, if Outriders, Outriders are good. Don't get me wrong. They're not a bad unit. Um, they just don't hit as hard as you want out of a seven point unit. They're still very annoying. They're still difficult to deal with. They can still do the bounce around and all of that stuff. I think Adard NCU is a really good enabler for Starks. I think he's one of the best NCUs in the game. Um, so he really helps. You can do some stuff with them that you can't do with others because um, he's kind of the opposite of Sparrow. You're you're depending on your past panic to heal and. There's certain stuff that you can do to make sure that happens. Like, like I mentioned, firing into combat when you're next to a tree is a pretty reliable pass panic test that you can then use at Ard to heal. But I just struggle a little bit with Starks. I've tinkered around with a lot of factions. I haven't really dipped my toe into Starks at all. So that's just all I'm saying about that. Yeah, I think uh, like for Outriders, when you look at them, the thing I always run into, it's like, do I have one point somewhere else on my list so I can turn mm-hmm. these guys into Flayed Men? Which, you know, we've uh, we've seen that with Flayed Men since the beginning of the game. It's just like, ah, like this other unit's good, but Flayed Men. And um, mm-hmm. 
Stark Outriders might be the most vulnerable to the, like, I can find one more point for Flademen argument yeah. of maybe any seven-point unit. Mm-hmm. I understand that they have a completely different role and do something totally different, but Flademen is just kind of what it comes down to. Uh, All any... right. Thing else? Nothing else. Do we would we want to pick the next commander that we do for our next talk right now? Ooh, sure. How do we want to do it? You want to do it random? Um, we could do it random from anybody except for Stark. Let's not do a Stark commander next. Let's do a different faction. All right. So we got uh, that gives us what seven other options. Yes. All right. I will roll a d8. It is a one Lannister. All right. And let's grab... All right, how many Lannister commanders we got? We got six. I believe there are six. Uh, how do they not have more? Do we want to include neutral commanders or no? Doesn't matter. Don't care. Let's include neutrals. Brett, agree? Oh. Uh, sure. Yeah, of course. I mean, some, <laughs> some neutral matter. Works super. We said Lannisters, so I know Roos in particular is very, very popular Lannister commander, very strong. It was another one, so we have Jamie, the Kingslayer. All right. So yes, coming um soon, maybe next week. Just uh depends. Really, it just falls on schedule when the three of us can sit down for thirty minutes together. But uh, all right. Um, Thanks, everyone, for joining us, and we'll see you again soon. See ya. See ya. Thanks for joining. Bye. Bye.